Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Acer Talentino, Duck Moo, Gregory Larson, Thrundul, Seren Kai, Thomas Seymour Turner, Ernest A. Carafa, and Nick Morgan. Thanks for being part of our digital rat-killing experience. everybody this is dave and this is dan and we have a very special recording going on right now in the fact that we are both here uh, in tex's apartment without tex and without his lovely miniatures that's going to be a factor later uh and uh, and frankly without his permission <laughs> uh, yeah so welcome to the b and e version of fandable rebel, rebel radio. radio you cannot find us you cannot stop us this is Fandible Rebel Radio. You cannot find us. You cannot stop us. Except for we just told you where we are, but that doesn't matter nope. because I am joined here with Dan and only Dan. And Jesus is sadly away at um, what's that? What's that stupid ass thing he went to? Uh, some small regional convention. Thing. Jennifer Con, Jennifer, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Gin Con. Gin Con. It's like a drinking convention. Yeah, exactly. We actually yeah. really wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. G- uh, Juniper Con yep. um, is uh, going on right now, and uh, Jesus is away at that, mm-hmm. giving away swag bags. Next time he goes to uh, Juniper Con uh, or uh, Gen Con or Gen Con, Gen Con. That's it it's for Jennifer. It's yeah, short for yeah, Jennifer. Jen, yeah. yeah, that that's it. Um, so so look him up there because by the pictures, he is living his best goddamn life. Seriously, that is amazing. We're not entirely certain he's coming back. You know, we were talking about this too when he was away. Like you you talk to Jesus, we're friends with him for for you know many years, and. You forget that he is, you know, your 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 typical nerd. You know, mm-hmm. he he is uh, kind of uh, goofy, and he's you know very good at like he's very intelligent. Uh, but you also assume that he's going to be very awkward, oh. and then you put him in a social situation, you realize he's nerd Frank Sinatra. <laughs> like he can literally walk through a place and just be, you know like I I like to consider myself very social. You mm-hmm. you you as well. We have social lives. We like we're a little bit more party than young Jesus. And but Jesus like will be thrown into the midst of this you know this uh, these social waters, and suddenly he'll just be like walking through. You forget that he like when he stands up straight, he's like a very handsome young man with like muscles and shit, and he's walking through like, hey, how you doing? Oh no, I'm sorry, you're incorrect because you're amazing. You're amazing then. You're amazing now. You'll <laughs> always be amazing. End of his conversation. And he just walks away, and people are like, this guy's amazing. We just remember him as freaking out over rules disputes, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so Jesus, hope you're having a great time, listeners. Uh, please check out Jesus's tweets uh, and the tweets of Fanable because they feature the photos of Jesus living his best life. Uh, patrons, thank you very much for allowing this to happen, helping this to happen, and um, and yeah, thank you for being part of Jesus. He's gonna be. He's gonna forget about us, man. He's no, gonna he's, go. He's he's moved beyond us. Yeah, he's he's eventually gonna like go to one of these. Like next is gonna be Dragon Con, and we're gonna see him in a photo, 
riding an actual fucking dragon, mm-hmm. and he's never going to come back. He's going to be like the kid from N- Never Ending Story. Yep. But, you know, instead of, like, riding Falcor and beating up some bullies, he's going to ride Falcor and, like, declare himself president of the United States. Um, Which, he's got my vote, frankly. <laughs> Jesus on a dragon 2020. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now there's a shirt, listeners. If you're listening and want to draw that up, Jesus on, on a, a dragon, dragon 2020. 2020. <laughs> Hashtag not my president, but is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to different Midwest towns and scorches them to cinder. Yep. <laughs> I I am a man of the people. I, I support the farmers, the ones that I have not burnt asunder. Yep. <laughs> so we are here uh, at uh, Shaytex, and uh, we are playing a one-on-one game mm-hmm. that I have devised. Uh, we looked at the different rules that we could possibly play while uh, throwing something together, and uh, I decided on Savage Worlds because we played three different games of Savage Worlds, Dan. Yeah. Like, we're basically experts now. That is true. That is and, true. And anyone who thinks that is about to be proven so wrong mm-hmm. by this game. Now, now we have um, we have some constraints. We only have one microphone because we're at Texas Place and all of the equipment is at Dan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another constraint in that Tex doesn't own a fucking table. So we had to put one together with some boards and two chairs. Uh, and that's what you're listening to us record on now, which means our... Our uh, real estate for using miniatures is very limited. Uh, And also, all of the miniatures are at Dan's place as well. And I didn't think to ask you to bring them because that would be be a Sherpa-like amount of things that you have to... Yeah, no. Yeah, so so, uh, I have some extras here uh, that we're going to uh, use in lieu of that. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Dave, it's virtually impossible to throw together a Savage Worlds game... You know, on the fly with no equipment, especially without any sort of miniatures or terrain and things like that. And to that, I say, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going because we're not any normal game. We are Fandible Rebel Radio. Radio, and we don't give a shit. So, damn, mm-hmm. this game is entitled Dungeons and Data. Hot. Yep. Dan, your character, your your the person that you are playing, you live in 2077 New York City. Mm-hmm. It is a grimy, filth-laden, crime-ridden city. And so not a lot has changed. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so you're <laughs> in the Bronx. Right. Um, <laughs> Again, not a lot has changed. Ooh, sideburn Bronx. Um <laughs> No, so you are uh, in 2077, New York City, mm-hmm. and it is a cyberpunk dystopia. The government has all but crumpled. Different mega corporations rule the day. Uh, what little government there is is generally utilized to shake down the poor and impoverished in slums, most likely one of which you live in, uh, for the basic necessities like food and hot water and and heat and electricity, which is excuse me, which is doled out in instances of, uh, of, of rations. So certain hours you have heat and hot water, and once you use those hours up, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, food comes by in Soylent packets, mm-hmm. uh, because I love references. 
And they are, you add water, and uh, you have some facsimile of a meal. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, education is virtually non-existent, except for those who can afford it. You get up to, the maximum uh, year is eighth grade in public schooling. And that's eight long-ass years of fist fights and everybody fighting over uh, one PDF for the textbook. So... Why don't you, with this background, with this this setting of uh, the the you know the utopia of the future that we are offered with complete and rampant capitalism, why don't you tell us who your character is? All right. Well, again, first of all, uh, not a lot has changed, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's uh, yeah, I'm gonna say he's in his mid twenties, uh, probably looks like he doesn't exactly eat well because he doesn't uh then again neither does anybody in his general slum area uh and uh he's been since since he uh graduated if you will or whatever they call it these days from uh from the heights of eighth grade got out yeah got out (laughs) let's see once he did his time and uh and got out um he worked a series of you know super shitty low wage uh, entry level jobs where the requirements were: Do you have a pulse? Okay, and uh, here's your hairnet. Yeah, here's your hairnet. Get to work. And uh, he's always dreamt of more. He's always wanted a little bit more. So in his spare time, he's been taking uh, uh, night classes, uh, if you will. Uh, and by night classes, we, we mean just like there's a guy in the alley behind uh, that. If you slip him a couple credits, he'll he'll slip you some uh, banned PDFs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so he's been learning how to uh, hack and how to you know get into systems, how to get into uh, the network and, and try and take advantage of it. He's barely more than a script kitty still, but he's 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 trying. Gosh darn it! All right. And what is his name? His name is. Oh uh, right. <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean I got a name for my character uh, 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 for 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 for. Uh, I'll for tell upcoming. you what I'm gonna run to uh, the men's room and we're gonna keep this live. Yeah there and we go. you. Keep uh, audio going, talking to the listeners about how you're going to figure out your name, like where the name comes from. And also, I want the name of the shitty, crime-ridden, scummy neighborhood that you live in, and the name of your apartment building. If it is an apartment building or a warehouse, what was it? All right, all right, all right. Let's see. All right, so let's start with the name first. Uh, I'm thinking, uh... all right, listen, first instinct is Jerry. Uh, That's just straight up. All characters are Jerry. Uh, but let's not make him a Jerry. Let's make him something else. Let's make him a um. Hmm, what's a what's a good entry level name? Uh, no, what he's 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 Bill. He's just a Bill. Uh, he always wanted to be a William, but he's he's just a Bill. And and young young Bill lives in um. Uh, you know this is this is the future. Um, there's been a few changes, there's been a few changes in neighborhoods, and New York neighborhoods tend to have names like Soho and, and, uh, Sophie and stuff like that, so let's, uh, completely ignore that and call his neighborhood Dev Null. Yeah, slash Dev slash Null. Uh, Linux joke for the Linux listeners in there, all two of you, you're loving this. Hmm, apartment building, apartment building, Dev Null apartment building that's that's where i'm kind of stuck now let's call it the hmm. yeah i'm stuck with the apartment building tell you what instead what's the name of the gang oh, that runs 
What's the name of the gang that runs the neighborhood that you live in? <sighs> Grab a seat, kiddies. Old Grandpa Rodriguez is going to tell you a story. You know what? Uh, I've got something. Uh, they're going to be just because uh, 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 in celebration of Apple's one recent uh, one trillion, trillion. dollar oh. uh, market valuation. I'm going to call them the Afraid Cables. Nice. Because I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that even 50 or so years in the future, they still... That's, I mean, let's face it, that's, that's how they make their money. Yeah. Keep having to buy more cables. Yeah. So, uh, while I was away, what did you decide on a name? Oh, Bill. He's just Bill. He wants to be a William. He always wanted to be a William, but he's been stuck with Bill. All right. Bill. And what is the name of the shitty neighborhood that you live in? Dev Null. Dev Null. And the Frayed Cables are the gang mm-hmm. that run uh, the area of Dev Null. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You awake in your apartment. It is small and only graciously with the greatest amount of charity called an apartment. If you hear clicking behind us, listeners, that is a dog wandering around who has been completely silent the entire time we've been here and would like to know if what we are talking into can also offer snacks. He's a good boy. Yeah, we'd all like to know that. Yep. (laughs) I was given certain promises before I came here. We do have snacks in the form of scotch. All right, yeah, close enough. Yeah, scotchy snacks. Now, so you awake in your apartment, a tiny, tiny apartment. It is a one room in the fact that it is all, in fact, one room. Your bed is off to one corner. There is the one window that shines uh, the occasional red glow of a neon sign that, that illustrates that there are people willing to take their clothes off for money mm. in the establishment next door. It's not girls, girls, girls. It's 2077, and we've grown yep. beyond that. It's meat, meat, meat. Mm. It is uh, uh, the the square space of where you live is about 40 square feet. Sounds uh, all right. Yeah, and uh, just as you get up, you can basically bump into your oven just adjacent to the oven is the small refrigerator built into the wall. And in the corner, obscured by, uh, by rings and a, uh, a shower curtain that you've set up yourself, is the toilet and the shower stall. Mm-hmm. Now, the shower stall is literally just a faucet head that goes down onto a drain. Mm-hmm. All of this is within easily earshot of you you could throw something and hit all of these objects from your bed and i have yes and you have but there is one thing that you have there's one thing that you have that you've splurged on that is nicer than the rest of the things in this neighborhood in this apartment what would it be for bill i mean without a doubt his his pc his computer oh okay yeah it's what else could it possibly be fair enough all right so your pc glows now it's 2077 so a pc does not is not constructed of the same parts that it is now. It is bulky by standards of people in this age because it is uh, it is cobbled together from uh, subpar parts that you have overclocked. Mm-hmm. You have soldered many things together that should not be able to work, but you are aware of the hardware of how to make it uh, combined. Mm-hmm. Now it is in fact a. Uh, it is a uh, it is a, cir- a sphere, excuse me. It is a sphere about the size of a basketball that is attached to a track on the ceiling of your 
apartment so that wherever you are there's a and it follows you so you will it will take your commands mm -hmm. wherever you go also because you are not rich enough to have a wireless setup for your vr vr rig mm -hmm. you need to have it hardwired into your neck yes in order to make it work but right now none of that matters because you have the you have one of your least favorite things you have to do you have to actually go and meet space to meet Ugh. a person and the person <sighs> you're going to meet is your friend Daedalus, uh, also known as Dade. Daedalus is what's known as a, a networker. He likes to call himself a spider, but that's never going to catch on. Daedalus is a networker in the fact that he spreads his tendrils out over uh, the Matrix and receives multiple little spine packets, effectively. And then using that, either you know invests in uh, a certain kind of uh, stocks or sells off the data to the highest bidder. But in this occasion, he has asked you, very specifically, to meet him in meat space. <sighs> Which is not my far from my favorite thing to do, but mm -hmm. I suppose I'll put on some pants and uh, make sure I have my keys, lock everything down, and head on out. All right. Heading down to the ground floor, that is eight long levels on <sighs> on, on spindly legs, because mm -hmm. your character is not a strong man. Oh, no. Uh, and you do mostly banister slides, not because you have a youthful, childlike exuberance, but it's because... It's the only way I'll survive the <laughs> walk. Yep. And it is some of the more, more fun stuff, though, you will have for the rest of the day. Yep. And so you reach the bottom level, and as you exit the double doors, you see a bunch of people hanging out on the stoop. Tough-looking mm. characters. They are all of the frayed cables. Mm. And uh, their insignias, uh, their their colors are a uh, like a chrome silver, mm -hmm. with a, uh, a kiwi insignia, uh, an asymmetrical kiwi insignia on the back. All right. And uh, they turn around and they say, "Oh, look who's awake!" Well, the... it's got to be five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, and that five o'clock we've been drinking since three. So, listen. Um, the guy talking to you right now mm -hmm. is known as uh, Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. He um, he's got a he's a, a, a African American man with a giant mohawk that is red at the tips, and at the very very end of the tips are luminescent bulbs uh, that glow mm -hmm. with his emotion, kind of like a, a, a mood ring, mm -hmm. but for the psychotic. Yeah, and they are a bright blue right now, which means that he is in fact looking for trouble. Fun, yeah. He stands up. He is a solid foot higher than you. Oh, yeah. So, um, you want to walk over the stoop, kiddo? Um, hmm. I mean, far be it from me to say no to an invitation from a gentleman of your stature. But I, I do have a prior appointment. Albert, let you in on a secret. I live at floors up, so that means I'm going to be right back. All right. Okay. Tell you what, 50 credits, get you, and he makes a sweeping motion with his leg to make a line just just before the uh, the stoop ends on the sidewalk. Gets you over my little bridge here. Ah, that is one of the best deals I've heard all day. And I've been awake for a solid 15 minutes, so that's not bad. Tell you what, let me let me just go right back upstairs and get the 50 credits, 
and and then I'll come back down and uh, and pay the toll. Yeah, we'll be waiting for you, sweet meat. Mm-hmm. We'll be waiting for you. Yep. Back away slowly. Yep. Close door. Shit. 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 <sighs> okay. 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 Fire escape. Fire escape. <laughs> yep. All right. So you climb up back to your apartment. Oh, there's yeah. no rail sliding upwards, oh, sadly. No. no, there's a... Got a friend on the fourth floor. Let's me yep. go, go in yep. there to take a breather. Yeah, Susie lets you in. Uh, she's a uh, haggard mom of two who uh, works multiple jobs, and you, with your script kitty skills, have gotten her a very sweet deal uh, on her formula that she gets uh, from the uh, delivered from uh, the store. Mm-hmm. And y- you effectively helped her feed her kids. Yep. So letting you onto the fire escape is the least that she can do. There we go. And the same premise as always. She never saw you. She's mm-hmm. never heard of you. Get the hell out. Done and done. All right. Onto the fire escape. It creaks with the same kind of groan that the 20th century would offer you. Yep. And it's probably built in the same era. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you go down... Onto the ground floor. No role necessary. I'm not a monster. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you um, you have in fact uh, oiled the uh, the uh, the gears of the last landing so that when the uh, ladder comes down, it comes down quietly. And then you have two rags that are tucked away so they use them to do like a marine slide down and. Honestly, you feel pretty good about yourself for having pulled one over on the frayed wire, uh, frayed, uh, frayed cables. Yep. All right, and you race off to your meeting point. Fifty credits, still not in your bank account. You had no options there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think there, there were no fifty credits in my apartment. <laughs> there no, I haven't had fifty credits in weeks. <laughs> so you race off to meet Daedalus, and he as he is at a um, he is at a uh, a bar. In uh, downtown New York, it's not mm. too far from you. You're in Manhattan proper, mm. in one of those uh, in one of those fabled cheap rent apartments, also known as wildly illegal. Oh yeah, and you are somewhere on Twenty Third Street in Sixth uh, Avenue, and you go to the Whipped Maiden. The Whipped Maiden is a entertainment venue, mm-hmm. some might say, uh, an em- entertainment venue uh, that allows uh, people. Uh, interested in making some easy money going up onto the main stage and then being participants in a double dare-esque uh, competition where there is a uh, there's a host uh, a woman named uh, Jenny mm-hmm. and Jenny will offer contestants the chance to either engage in these acts of uh, physical, brutality to be quite honest mm-hmm. less slime more spikes yeah or simply be flogged to get to the next round mm. and the winner gets all of uh half of the credits that uh people have put in to bet on the contestants it's good money if you can take it right. but you have to be conscious for the final round mm. And you enter, and they, uh, you get your ID checked. It's fake. Of course. They don't care. Yep. It is cursory. You're pretty sure that the scanner is not even real. <laughs> and they wave you through. And you are 
uh, met with a thrum of music and cheering as they're on round three of five on the main stage. Jenny is uh, is shit talking all of the contestants with the dripping charisma of a woman who has done this her entire life. She is pushing fifty, and she is easily still the most enticing woman in here because she absolutely knows how to work a crowd. She has an enormous uh, blonde faux hawk. Uh, and she is wearing this elegant black dress for a morning woman of the 1800s. And she is pointing wildly at the contestants, and they now have to do something involving a chair, electrodes, and eels. Mm. And you walk to the back where the more uh, illicit business takes place, also known as business takes place. And you see Daedalus. Uh, He is a uh, wiry Hispanic man uh, who is got an unfortunate twitch to the left side of his face, a uh, run-in with uh, some bad code uh, a year uh, or so ago has left him with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's lucky to have made it out alive, and he wears it with a badge of courage and does nothing. He could probably afford treatments, but he doesn't. He wants people to know he's been through it. And so he uh, he, he smiles. He's got a shaved head with, uh, with just a few... Um, uh, uh, tufts of hair along the sides to denote where his electro plugs are right in his skull that he will jack into the matrix with and he's wearing a uh, gaudy red jumpsuit and he waves you over to a corner table yeah slink or I give him kind of a wan smile and uh, slink on over so Bill take a seat. what is your character wearing he is wearing uh, whatever passes for the Kmart of the futures uh, uh, <laughs> you know best uh uh, or rather cheapest options so it's just uh he's got you know some kind of t-shirt some kind of uh uh a uh, uh, cheap windbreaker that is more likely to you know broken by the wind uh than anything else and uh and uh some kind of car- cargo-ish pants mm-hmm. uh where he carries just random little tools and stuff uh to, to help him just in case he has to practice his lead hacker skills out on the streets <laughs> He has, he has yet to had to practice his lead hacker skills anywhere <laughs> on the He has not acquired his, lead, his elite hacker skills, but once he does, he's excited to practice them. Yes, yes. All right. And uh, Dade, uh, Daedalus uh, motions you down. Hey. Oh, hey. man. Glad you made it. Almost didn't, but uh, you know me. I'm, I'm resourceful. Uh, you ran into some more problems with those assholes, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're now uh, charging 50 credits to get out of the building. Uh, you know, you should change your uh, where you live, or at least on uh, the mainframe, so that they go somewhere else, maybe? Yeah, yeah, um, that's, uh, I've been trying to do that, T- turns out uh, it's not, they've got some real good encryption for, for, for such a shitty building. <laughs> they've got some real good encryption. Un- unbelievable. Okay, listen, man. Uh, thank you for coming. I know yeah, that yeah. meat space is not really your thing. Oh, I, no. I just like it here because they have great drinks and also the entertainment. And he motions over your shoulder as a man is uh, now being hung upside down and uh, whipped from behind uh, from two different identical twins mm-hmm. wearing um, wearing pleather, uh, uh, like uh, top to bottom uh, suits that both have their names on them. And they're beating the ever-living shit out of me. He's like, holy shit, that guy might make it to level four. That's amazing. I have 50 credits on that guy. He better stay in there. The guy kind of looks at me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they've just gotten so family-friendly over the past few years. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess ever since they, you know, uh, had that deal with uh, with uh, Jack Stallion, they've really started to try to tone down the uh, the exciting parts, but they still slip it in. Oh. Anyways, speaking of slipping it in, hey man, so I've got a job for you, like oh. a real deal for real job. Okay, see not now. That's that's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 um, so uh, I, I mean, look, uh, you know me. I don't mm-hmm. settle for less. And I had this gig right in front of me. It was this big pot waiting for the taking. You know, it's like a, a big vault door that swung open and there are no cops around anywhere. And so I wanted the best, but they couldn't make it. So Bill, I need you to go into a mainframe and do some hacking for me. That I can I, I can do that. That right. is a thing I can do. All right. Oh, I'm that's pretty sure. That's beautiful because I, I here here's the uh, here's the info. You still got a rig, right? You're still yeah, good. Of course, of course. Put on your rig. Okay, great. All right, so check this out. Um, I, I, I need you uh, to go into a um, just a node. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a part of a node. It's a it's a domain. Okay. Um, that uh, it it shouldn't be too hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just jack in. Uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of my magic, and then you're gonna just uh, cakewalk, cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this, this sounds great to me. This, uh, this is amazing. I, 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 it's exactly the kind of opportunity I've been looking for, just to show off my skills with you know a nice, easy entry level job, and I, I will not disappoint. Great, Dan. He is leaving something out. You can tell by oh. his. You can tell by his mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this, this sounds, uh, this sounds amazing, and I'll, I'll be glad to start as soon as you give me uh, all of the great. information. Uh, what was that all the information well yeah if i'm gonna do a good job for you i, I need all, all the cards on, on the table holy shit look at number four he's gonna go to number five that's crazy yeah no he's, he's great that's it he's, it's uh, eels are not supposed to anyway uh yeah so 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 uh what what exactly am i doing uh, trick. all right look man it's not that big of a deal but this is gonna be uh, a domain in the, the dakota corp notes now, Dan, you yeah. know the Takata Corp uh, deals mostly in, in mainframe technology, mm-hmm. mostly in cyber technology for the Matrix and things like that. Takata Corp is a subsidiary. It's a subsidiary of one of the big octopuses that runs the world. Now, what you do know is Takata makes very, very aggressive anti-intrusion measures mm-hmm. for the Matrix. This would be kind of like saying, like, yeah, yeah, no, I just need you to break into a building. It's a building that houses the corporation that makes security that doesn't let you break into a building. Yeah. yeah. So so the, the Dakota uh, Corp nodes, it's called Dakota Sub. It's They don't even check it. They rarely even check it. It's this little thing. They've probably forgotten about it. It's like, you know, just their baby doll that they just left to, you know, whatever. You know, it was like a passion project from some Japanese dude 30 years ago, and it's just been wasting away. But it's got some data in there. It's got a data packet that I really want to get at. And I thought, you know what? You're the guy. For Dakota. For, that's, you thought, you thought of me. For Ah, uh, that's uh, a great vote of uh, confidence, uh, and uh, I, um, okay, I think for a moment there, just flashback to getting charged 50 credits just to <laughs> my front door. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, go ahead and just do this. Uh, this will be, this will be great. So, um, uh, what, what, how should, how would I identify this data that you need? I need some, uh, some pointers. So... Okay, so the data is going to be in a 
in a central node within the domain, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so now usually Dakata, um, it, it, it uses kind of the amorphous universal Dakata uh, uh, web interface. So it's a bunch of floating dots and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And you're not going to get in because you're not a Dakota employee or a domain user. But here's the thing. I've developed a way to override the Dakota narrative with my own meta narrative. Okay. So instead of floating dots and shit like that and like numbers just racing around, which I'm sure you understand, but I don't, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fantasy realm. That seems kind of overwrought, but did you did you bring the thing I asked you to make? Yeah, the character, man, the character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It pulls out like a cheapo PDA, mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. But kind of pulls it. I was like, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I thought you were just inviting me out to play D and D. I, I, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I uh, got my rogue. He's uh, oh shit, he used rogue. to be. Uh, he, he, his parents were farmers, so they were killed. Okay, cool. Uh, and so he's uh, set off to um, make a name for himself, but it's it's very hard. So he's taken up thievery. And uh, and and he's 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 very good at it. He's... Okay, cool. I, I mean, none of that shit matters, but that's cool. That you're getting oh. into it. Yeah. Um, so so I need you to take that data set and you need to upload it into your rig. And then when I activate this meta narrative, you're gonna slip right into it, and it's going to make it so that it doesn't matter if you're a user or not. The huh. meta narrative is going to control and override the narrative of Takata. Okay, okay, I, um, so how much does this pay again? Okay, here's the thing. Up front, I can't give you any money, because if this is a wash, then you know how this goes. It's kind of a lark, it's kind of a long shot, but you are the man for long shots. You are aggressive and hungry, and that's why I, I am love hungry. you. I am very hungry. Yeah, so what, so what it's going to be is, is, <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> Sorry, what? So, so what it's going to be is uh, when you grab the data, it's going to be it's going to be 250 credits, mm -hmm. and any other data that you can grab, you can sell. I just want that data. So it's an entire week of being able to just go out. <laughs> All right, fine. Sign me up. All right. You know what? Okay, I kind of lied. Here's 20 credits. There. Get yourself a cab ride home. Go around the back or whatever. Get yourself in there. Um, 10 credits for the cab. Just go to one of the just go to one of the jobbers on the street. Give them 10 credits. You know, uh, the 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 security people washed out. Uh, you know, I mean, without the purge night, they have to make money somehow, and that's right. only one night a year. So they will they will like help out with for 10 credits and they'll be all tough and then those guys will just scatter like roaches right walk in jack in and then go to the Takata sub and then everything will be placed in from there okay alright yeah, takes 20 credits alright alright well on my way then okay and stands up looks around looks over the thing. eels are not supposed to alright 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 gotta go and uh <laughs> skitters off yep grabs a cab mm-hmm Heads back. To, yeah. Tells him to drop him off a couple blocks before. Yep. And uh, and uh, yeah, looks around for uh, some of those 
you know, we'll look tough for money, guys. Oh, there's a tough-looking woman with spikes all over her head where there should be hair. Uh, And she introduces herself as Razor. And she grabs the 20 credits immediately and then just picks up a pipe from off the ground and walks towards your building with the determination of somebody who is not there for money. She (laughs) is there for love. (laughs) Best credits I've spent all day. (laughs) All right, yeah. And she walks up and, uh, and the ganger who talked to you before uh, uh, Dunkirk stands up and says, listen, sugar. And she just elbows him in the throat right away and then takes out his legs with the lead pipe and then uses a, a, a jagged hook of the lead pipe to hook him by his belt and drag him down the street. And she just starts yelling at the other gangers, come get your boy! Come get your boy, little fishes! <laughs> and quickly they chase after her, forgetting all about you. Great. Uh, I just watch all this. It's just like, <sighs> yeah, she's single. Yeah, exactly. She have a sister. <laughs> all right, and uh, and and I start the trek, all eight floors up. All right, eight floors up. Half you go hour, up there. Half an hour later, I arrive at my apartment. <laughs> all right, take a strain. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you get up there, uh, and the second you open your door, your mag locks open up. You did spend some more money on security, so people can't just bust in. And immediately, your orb goes. <laughs> on its track from the ceiling over to you and then kind of readjusts to put its one robotic eye on you and read you and see that you're healthy and uh, then uh, it recognizes that you want to go hack so you go it goes over to your chair now the chair that you've uh, cobbled together is a bunch of different expensive gaming chairs that allows you to uh, recoil and also wraps around your hands and legs and then stands you up so that you can actually move about when you want to in various exercise sims. So you're not, you know, wildly out of shape. Mm. You're just not strong. Right. But your cardio is not bad. Yeah. It's mostly just a uh, uh, you know, bad diet. Yeah, just bad diet or no diet whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. And you jack in. And I'm going to take one more break because I'm just drinking water yep. and stuff all over the place. And we are going to pause. And you jack in. All right. So the meat world fades out from uh, your vision like a tunnel traveling backwards. And you are bathed in the light of the universal matrix that contains all of the information of the known world. I immediately uh, reach out with, you know, in in the virtual world towards the uh, virtual representation of my little PDA uh, and tease out the uh, the file for my character, and uh, check it out a moment. Ago. Eh, I made a backstory and everything. <laughs> All right, and and it gets uh, uploaded to uh, whichever address uh, uh, Daedalus had given me. Yep, Takata Sub, part of the Takata uh, Corporation nodes, and you are immediately whisked away to Takata Sub. Takata Sub looks in the distance as a blink of light in the pitch. That is the rest of the world. And as it travels closer and closer, you realize that it looks like a stronghold. That's no moon. It looks like a silver ball. Mm -hmm. And it is locked down tight. And you are traveling towards it with breakneck speed. And you hear a voice over over in your mind Mm -hmm. say uh, from Daedalus saying, Okay, hold on a second, man. It's just giving me a little trouble. 
Uh, you get closer. Uh, I've almost not, got it, man. Just not, a couple not, of more numbers. Not, not the time for trouble. And you get closer, and it starts to envelop your entire field of vision, and you can hear the thrum of what would be atmosphere, but it's actually countless different security signatures all activating at the same time, sounding like spider webs after a while, and plucking. Okay, I've almost got it. It's, give me one second, and just before you slam into the silver ball, which would acti- absolutely activate all of the security networks, you land on a patch of grass. Okay. And you lift your head up, and you hear the singing of birds, and there's a blue sky above you with wisps of uh, billowing white clouds and there is a forest to your back that extends as far as you can see and then in front of you is a green field and off in the distance is uh, a town that is corned off by a massive stone wall and just beyond that in the center of town looming just out of your field of vision because you don't have the greatest graphics card so you Mm -hmm. can't really see that far is some sort of stone structure. And you hear the plucking of a mandolin as you raise up. Okay, I guess it worked. Wonderful. Grass, trees. Yep, clearly this is BR. Okay, (laughs) and I look around looking for the source of the mandolin. Uh, There is no source of the mandolin. It is everywhere you look. And you realize it's atmosphere. Oh, God damn it! I try. I, I, I immediately like see if there's like an interface to 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 uh, uh, you know like to adjust adjust sounds adjust uh, you know see like no. Daedalus pops in here. Yeah, sorry, homie. I, uh, I I thought that maybe green sleeves would like help set the mood, but I couldn't get loot, so I went with mandolin. <sighs> okay, 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 okay. No problem. No problem. No problem. This is uh, this is how these games go. Uh, played one once. Alright, 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 so I'm gonna go ahead and take a wild guess and say whatever I'm looking for is in that town, in the middle, the biggest, most heavily guarded part. Oh shit, you look dope! Check you out! Yeah, look down and yeah, the character's yeah. like, yeah, the, the, the classic rogue, but like, you know, these dark leathers, uh, you know, straps, uh, buckles that are uh, tied down so they don't jingle when, when you're yep. moving, uh, yep. uh, boots that are also like you know, strapped to reduce noise, uh, uh, a little hood that can obscure my face, uh, yep. uh, like a little half cape, uh, got my uh, serviceable dagger and a serviceable uh, rapier uh, slung on my belt, uh, both also like, like swaddled in, in, in dark leather. Now, oh, okay. because you chose Rogue, do you have thieving tools, a blowgun with knockout serum, or uh, or powder that you can scatter to uh, make it so that it was as if you were never there. I'm going to go with the thieving tools. Okay. The classics. Write that down on your character yeah. sheet. You have thieving tools. Yeah. Thieving tools. And that will give you a plus one to lock picking. Heck yeah. All right. So write down plus one lockpicking. Well, we'll remember. We're we're intelligent. Rock, write that down. Yeah. We're, we're not intelligent. Done. All right. Beautiful. So you uh, look in your inventory and choose thieving tools and 
thieving tools appear on your belt buckle. Nice. They are obscured by your small cape, mm -hmm. and they are meant to look as if they are simple uh, artist's tools for uh, clay sculpting. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. All right, and up ahead of you is the gateway uh, for the town. All right, take a deep breath and start walking. All right. You are not waylaid by orcs on the way to your town. And you meet a guard at the uh, portcullis uh, in, in the front. A giant iron gate is in front of you. And he says, hello, welcome to Firebend. Uh, hello, I'm here to visit your fine town of Firebend. Welcome to Firebend. Great. Uh, get out. Just gonna go in now. Welcome to Firebend. You couldn't. You couldn't have just added some more dialogue options. Just a simple dialogue tree. Look, man, I'm not a nerd, okay? <sighs> Fine. Welcome to Firebend. And yes. the portcullis comes down, and the the, uh, the the gate comes down through the ground, actually, mm. and opens up in front of you. Welcome to Firebend. And I stroll right in. Mm-hmm. Fireben is a charming small city as the music starts to die away from behind you where it was just a mandolin. Now it is a pleasant sounding four piece orchestra of uh, a cello, two violins and a piccolo. And it is uh, playing this uh, jaunty tune and the town itself is uh, it expands out in front of you. It is the typical fantasy town. There are thatched hut uh, uh, buildings all around you. People in medieval clothing are milling about, uh, talking to each other, offering cursory conversation and then walking on. Uh, some people are carrying pitchers of water. Others are in stalls that are hawking wares of uh, cooked rat tail and of uh, smoked oxen meat. And it, it funnels toward you towards a well in the center of town and then off to the left of the well is a large four-story red hatched building uh, that hangs a sign that says the loveless tavern mm. lovelace tavern excuse me all right so that's oh and of course there are signs that that are just you know marquees of a potion and of a sword and shield. Right, right. Yep. Um, I look, kind of look around. So, you made this place. Do I need to just go straight to the uh, heart, or...? I mean, do you have any coins? I check my inventory. Roll 3d6. Yep. I got ten coins. Ten you gold ten coins. All right, cool. You have yeah. ten gold coins on you. Yep. Okay, I got, I got something. Yeah, if you want to check out some of the uh, the loot guilds, then that's fine. But uh, chances are, now all of this is a representation of the information from the node, from the domain. Nice. So all of the places that they would concentrate all of their information and all of their uh, streams of data are going to be represented where you would find them in this town. Mm, gotcha. All right, you know what? I've it's one thing I've learned is never going blind, so kind of stretches out a little bit. I think. Let's go to the tavern. 
all right, you head to the tavern, to the Lovelace Tavern, and the door swings open. It's a heavy oak door that swings open in front of you as you walk up to it of its own volition. Mm -hmm. And inside you are met with a cacophony of yells and cheers and of flagons hitting the, uh, the, the wood of the table and people clinking their glasses. And in front of you is a massive tavern that opens up must be 60, 70 feet across at least, and about 50 feet straight. Uh, it looks like a mix between a Viking hall and a beer garden in 2077. Uh, but it is all oak and wood and stone, and there are tapestries that hang that uh, show your generic griffin shield uh, insignias. And then in the very front is a sprawling, beautifully kept uh, wooden bar and uh, behind it is a woman serving drinks. Behind her are giant casks that flow with any type of liquor. Uh, yeah, uh, he walks up and uh, he kind of goes over to the corner of the bar where it's a little bit darker, so you got to stay in character. Yep. And uh, sits down and uh, starts sort of lifting an arm to, to call the bartender kind of stunning. Wait, wait, wait. And pauses, kind of brings up his, uh, quietly brings up his interface like, forgot to put in my name. <laughs> Just adds in. It's a... Uh, uh, what the hell did I... <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, what yeah. appears above your head. Yeah, so at first it's like, it's just blank. Like, God damn, I forgot the name. Taps in, and uh, it uh, shows up like fin Fintem the Unseen. Okay, there we go. There we go. Alright. And then finally, gets ready, and like, Motivation is a thief. Steal things. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Barmaid. She saunters up to you. She is a, um, she is a uh, ivory-skinned uh, woman, tall, uh, six and a half feet, yeah. maybe more. And, and that's that's kind of when it hits me for a moment. She's she's tall, but she looks really, really tall. Kind of look down at the ceiling. I don't remember I don't remember making my character a halfling oh yeah let me check that bro I'm sorry uh, you left the race up to uh, oh. to random okay so yo bro you a lightfoot uh, I sort of like pull up my stats quietly and go like, four foot two okay okay great she towers over you. <laughs> she has a shock of red hair. I mean, it's just all, like, lava red that flows over her shoulders. And she's wearing a basic, uh, you know, uh, barkeeper's outfit with a, um, you know, uh, with a, uh, a wraparound um, smock. And she uh, saunters up to you and looks down <laughs> at you and says with a pleasant smile, how can I help you? I was hoping I could get a drink. Absolutely. What would you like? He kind of looks back at all the uh, casks. Starts, like, eyes lingering towards some more expensive stuff. And you uh, notice as you do that, yeah. the five patrons closest to you all look your way. Mm. Very curious what you're about to order. It's uh, three uh, women who are all dressed in fighter's garb, one of which looks like a shield maiden and is clearly uh, the leader of the three. The fourth man is a half-orc, 
who is sitting uh, on two different chairs because they will not support his girth otherwise. Uh, and he looks as if he is some sort of... Uh, he's in uh, priest's robes. And then the last one is a man-at-arms who is clad in what looks like paladin's armor and uh, but is drinking something that bubbles and uh, the orc is drinking something that has small slithering tendrils that come out of it and the three women are drinking respectable uh, uh, cocktails of varying colors uh, yeah he kind of notices that, that out of the corner of his eye and, uh, and kind of goes back to looking like is that is that dragon fire ale there in the back dragon belly ale it's the newest oh. kind yes that's huh, I, I, I don't know i don't think you guys already had that here that is there's some really fine liquor i will have your cheapest beer thank you <laughs> i have 10 credits <laughs> all right she um she uh her, her face kind of drops at that and she with a lurch turns around uh, and then reaches into the bottom shelf below the bar, pours something, and then puts it with a thud in front of you and slides it towards you. It kind of like, reaches up and reaches over to take it and kind of a stake it. He pauses like, now, if a guy wanted to say, earn enough to be able to come in here and order the Dragon Belly Ale, I'll suppose you'd uh, know who he could talk to about an opportunity like that, would you? You mean credit, darling? No, I mean employment. Well, they're one and the same if you're willing to drink here. I might be able to find some work for you if you're interested. And he uh, takes a sip of the uh, of the, uh, the beer. Does a heroic effort of trying not to grimace too badly. Mm-hmm. As you yeah. bring it to your yeah. lips, the small words above the beer read worm rot. Get all worm rot. <laughs> and, uh, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> yep. And, uh, just, uh, off to the periphery as you sip it and put it down, uh, actually right in the, in the glass itself, the words achievement unlocked. Here's worm in your eye. <laughs> And she uh, she stands there for a second, and the the uh, paladin motions her over, and she goes over and she leans down, and they have conspiratorial words, and then you can see that the uh, the orc and the uh, three uh, shield maidens listen in, and then they all kind of laugh, and then the the bar lady Ada um, nods, and comes back over to you, and says. Yeah, I think I have some uh, work for you if you're interested. Very much am because this is the best worm rod I've ever had, and I don't think I can finish it. So, please. I don't know if listeners can hear the alarm going off in the back, but it has <laughs> been quiet as shit in this neighborhood until now. This this car alarm, thank you, was the barking dogs of Dan's neighborhood. Good God. Anyways, Brooklyn, thank you for having us. She says, "Yeah, actually, uh, I do have a uh, do have a situation. You see, 
there are... He's like kind of like mentally going like, please don't say rats in the basement. Please don't say rats in the basement. There are some rats in the basement <laughs> oh. that have been giving me trouble and, um, well, I'm just swamped up here and I can't take care of them. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe you want to think about it before you, uh, before you say yes because they are tough customers. Yeah, yeah, I bet they are, but, you know, sometimes hard work is necessary to get forward in this world. Now, is it only credits you're looking for, Sugar? I've never seen you around here before. Well, that's kind of the point. You haven't, and uh, I'd like to build up a bit of reputation. I know what I can do, but you don't. Not yet. Once you do... Maybe I'll get rats in the attic, or maybe even rats in the backyard. God can dream. Gods, I hope not. But, sure, if you want to take on the rats, follow me. Douse the rest of it. Yeah, let's do this. I'm going to need you to roll me vigor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. So this is going to be a difficulty five. Alright, the, uh, the gold one is the wild die. Not that I think it really matters in this case, but... Uh, nope, double force. So, okay. Yep, nope, I do not make it. Alright, take a point of... What is it, stun? Uh, fatigue. Fatigue. Yep. That makes all my rolls a minus one for a bit? Yep. Done and done. Alright. And I stumble off to face my, uh... It will surely beat my death. But denote that you now have a, pl- a toughness of plus one. Plus one because rock. Worm rot. Yep. Because worm rot. You might be addicted to worm rot after this. <laughs> Can't go a day without that worm rot, son. All right, and she leads you to uh, the back, past the bar, past the patrons, and all of the patrons that you were looking at laugh. Uh, and clink glasses, slap themselves on the back, and the orc puts his massive hand on your shoulder while you're walking by, stopping you in the tracks like you were just caught by a crane. And he spins you around and says, Oi, boy. Yeah? What's your name? Fintram the Unseen. Fintram the Unseen. Yep. I like that. My name's War. Is that with uh, two R or three R's? Two. I get the third if I kill something. Something nice. smalls and wiry. Well, I'll let you know if I spot anything like that downstairs. Oi, you going down to take care of them rats, eh? Well, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the general uh, goal. <laughs> Alright, well, you can't do nothing against them rats if you got a little sticker like that. Here, you don't want to die with a child's weapon <laughs> you want to die with a man's weapon in your hand yeah mm-hmm. here you go and he thrusts into your chest a broadsword which he reaches up to take <laughs> yep. yep oh boy this is this is real manly this is uh eh, so it's got a nice length I'd say a pretty solid thickness it's uh yeah it's made by orcs I don't know, it shows. Heavy as hell, blunt as a stick. You gotta really drive it in them. Yeah, no, I can, I can tell. This is really work up a sweat. Uh, 
with this. Uh, you practice a lot? Practice. Ain't nothing but... Ain't nothing like practice where I come from. I'm from the war clan. Ah, we come out killing from the womb. Yeah, no, no, I've heard that. I've yeah. heard that. Uh, Mother's Day is real dark over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love me, Mother. Uh, we love our mothers there. She's the one who gave me that blade she did. And the 17 others on my back. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Did she give it to you, or did did she just kind of, like, insert... She them? missed, and it was mine. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Well, you have fun with them rats now, my son. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is going to be real useful. Yeah. Uh, down there. Yeah, careful with that. It's sharp, but only towards the parts that are closer to use. The oh. other parts are... Like I said, like a bag of rocks wet in the sun. That's, that's... I remember this. This is <laughs> useful. Yeah. This is useful. Die with honor. Yeah. yeah first part down. <laughs> Second part... Oh, now with this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Honor. Yeah. All right. You now have a D10 broadsword. Yep. Which, <laughs> which is a D6 requirement for yep. strength. Yep. requirement mm-hmm. and it has the quality vicious so yep so uh, uh, so a d10 on a raise lovely yep and if you're wondering no you would not have got this if I thought you could have these these stats <laughs> I am not a kind man no alright so all right, I... she leads you to a trap door in the back all the way in it's the like back dragging the sword <laughs> Yep, scraping against the floor. <laughs> it's leaving a trail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she raises an eyebrow at that, opens up the trap door, exposing. Yeah, he kind of just like uh, points back at the order, put it on his tab. His <laughs> tab. Oh goodness. All right, love. So, the rats are down there. Mm-hmm. Please kill all of them. All they right. seem to be rather well organized. So be careful of that. I don't know what that is, but. They are chewing the hell out of our casts, and we can't have that kind of loss of business. Gotcha. Gotcha. So likely drunken organized rats. Got it. All right, darling. Yeah. Have fun. Oh, Ta. boy. Bye. This is the door. Yeah, <laughs> and she just shuts it over you. <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> and you are met mm-hmm. with darkness. Yep. And just out of your field of vision, you are met with the vision of barrels of various sizes laden throughout the expanse that lies before you. Cobblestone floors are what you stand on as you walk off of the creaking steps of the small staircase that leads from the now locked trap door that goes back to the tavern. There are sparse amounts of torches littered on the various walls, all uh, dripping their oil with a hiss onto the ground. And there is, beyond that, not just darkness, but gloom. Mm. And you hear, beyond the dripping of the walls and some sort of unseen pipe that needs fixing, and the echoes of your footsteps and the crunch of the stone underneath you, you hear skittering. 
Wonderful. Okay. And you hear skittering. Great. I carefully lift uh, the big heavy blade, kind of shoulder it so it's not making as much noise dragging along the floor. And I try and sneak quietly behind the nearest box, which is still hidden in shadows. All right. And uh, sort of take a look around the corner. Okay. Real quick. Of course they have rats in here. Why wouldn't they have rats in here? Ancient Vampire. No, they don't have rats, so I'm just going to go ahead and use the stats for Ancient Vampire. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, that's good times. All right. So, uh, roll your stealth, please. Yes, sir. All right, so my stealth is a d8. And the wild die. And I get a plus two because of my thief edge to uh, all stealth rolls. So, rolling at a plus two on that. Do I get any bonuses because it is dark where I am? Yes, you do. You get a plus one. All right, so I'm rolling at a plus three. And I got a eight. Great. All right, so now they get to roll their uh, awareness. Excuse me, their awareness. Their notice, yes. All right. Um, All right, so their uh, notice is D6. And they got a four. There is skittering, but none of it comes closer to you. Excellent. And it exists only in the darkness. Now please roll your notice. Mm-hmm. And my notice is also a d6. All right. You're going to be a minus one on this one. That is fair. Um, but I do... Well, no, but that bonus notice also is only in relation to traps. So mm-hmm. no bonuses yet. And you're going to be another minus two because of your fatigue. Is that absolutely... Minus one because of the fatigue. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. so technically that last roll I rolled a seven. Not that it mattered, but yeah. 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 So, all right. So I am rolling at a minus three total. Okay. Because minus two from darkness and minus one from fatigue. Mm-hmm. And nope, that is a fail. Okay. I got a one, but it wasn't on the wild eye. The skittering continues in the distance into the gloom great you see that on top of the crates that exist there are still small candle holders with unlit candles above them on the walls virtually anywhere you could point are unlit candles uh, on candelabras as well but it seems that the basement has been unkempt for some time this is how you get rats Dan yeah this is in fact how you get rats Okay. Hmm. I am going to die like an animal. <laughs> Basically. Uh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and try and very carefully climb on top of that crate that I am next to. No roll necessary. You absolutely climb on top of that crate. Great. And then I will... Um, Okay. I am going to make good use of that orc sword mm-hmm. by lobbing it into the uh, circle of light up ahead uh, so that it makes a noise and hopefully attracts plenty of attention. The, int- right. the intention being that 
once there's attention over here, I can basically mm-hmm. sneak off to another corner. Perfect. So that's going to be a uh, D4 minus 2 because you do oh, yeah. not have throwing. Do not have throwing. Yep. And so it's going to be a D6 for your wild die and a D4 for your skill die minus 2. Rolling at a minus 3 total because of the uh, D. Nope. I fail. So the sword probably just clatters right at yep. my feet. Now, the sword does clatter and does create a distraction, mm-hmm. which does the somewhat implied idea mm-hmm. of getting some attention. Yep. Unfortunately, the attention is right at your feet. Each rat is going to represent a swarm of rats. Yes. So you see surging from underneath the walls coming down from the banisters from the support beams and underneath some of the leaking uh, drums of liquor come three enormous swarms of thousands of small beady eyed red uh, glowing red eyed rats delightful and they all look at you and they move Roll notice. Yeah. Form two, which... There are a lot of rats. There are a lot of rats. Yeah. Ah, wonderful. Great, great. Uh, okay. Uh, got them right where I want them. Hmm. In your ear. You've got this, man. You've got this. Yeah, I'd have this better if you'd given me a bazooka or something. No, bazooka's out of... Look, this is just a representation of of low-level non-compliance software. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing. You're just swatting away, you know, spam. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, crap. Okay. Uh, As you motion on the crate, yeah. your foot knocks over a small unlit can- candelabra. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I look around to see if there's anything else I can kind of uh, 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 either launch or throw, uh, like another candelabra or another like uh, another lit candle or something like that. I mean, there there is one at your feet. Yep. Um, and you do know that you could probably make the jump to one oh, yeah. of those other barrels. Yep, yep. So I'm going to. Uh, um, Right, I'm going to take one of those unlit little unlit candles uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's at my feet, and uh, I assume I have the basic like you know survival. You, yeah, you have like, flint, like a flint yeah. and steel and stuff. So I, uh, as I hear the skittering going closer, uh, spark until the candle's lit, and uh, and I'm going to try to just gently toss it, uh, toss a lit candle right into the middle of one of the uh, rat swarms. Okay, so this is going to be a close throw, so you're going to get a plus one, but you're still going to be at a D4 yeah, still minus on a two. Very, yeah. So. That's a D4 minus one and another minus, minus one, one so for you. Yeah, yeah. Minus two. Oh, oh, actually, wait, no, that exploded. Yep. So that's four, five, six, seven, minus two, six. Uh, five. Uh, five. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All right, yeah. so which one are you throwing it at? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw at this one that's kind of uh, diagonally to my uh, right there. Okay. So there is a, uh, uh, there is a uh, flash of light as as I described before yeah. the rats crawled out from underneath leaking barrels yes and as the fire 
lands near one of those barrels, it ignites, causing a kind of causing a kind of makeshift giant flame, a giant torch yep. that starts shooting out the side. But luckily, these are dwarven-made barrels, and they do not explode easily. So it is in fact shooting flame out the side where the liquor has caught. Mm-hmm. And roll uh, me a d10 on a uh, on a uh, excuse me. One through five, it does not ignite. A six through ten, it uh, it does catch the uh, the rat. All right, let's find out. That is a six. Yes. And the rat catches. Roll two uh, d six and fire damage. Uh, that is a six and six and eight two, so eight. Uh, the six explodes because it is oh, damaged. Yep. So a grand total of ten. All right, a grand total of 10. The rat's toughness is seven. So it is now it is now shaken and on fire and will take 1d6 uh, uh, for the next um, four rounds. So please keep that in mind. Yep. We'll be taking 1d6 in damage right. every four rounds. And with that done, uh, I should be able to move, I believe, this round as well. Um, well, you threw it and that was your action. Right. So, so yeah, you I should be able to move. move. Yes, you can move. All right, so I'm going. So I'm going to move. Uh, my pace is six. Um, we don't have a ruler, but I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. All right, that's... I found where all te- where Tex was uh, hiding all of his uh, dungeon making shit. All right, so six inches is this much, Ladies. which is just about enough to get behind that barrel over there. Yeah. So the idea being to while the rats are. Freaking out about the fire explosion, I am doing my sneaky thief thing and and hiding behind this barrel here. Okay, great. Uh, so there, rats. So you're going to need to roll stealth. Yes, this I will am. not count as a secondary action because it's technically a move action. Yeah. Listeners, I know you're probably yelling at me, <laughs> but I got one player and I don't want to kill him right away. Yes, please. Not with the, the rats in the basement. <laughs> not the rats. Please, not the rats. Yeah. All right. So I'm rolling myself. Mm-hmm. And I get a plus two on that. Mm-hmm. The minus one from the fatigue, so plus one total. Uh, where's my D8? There we go. Oh, six plus one. Seven on the stealth. All right, so they've got a D6 notice. They do not make it. Excellent. All right, and you are also... Uh, you are, are, are bathed in darkness because you are outside of the flame. And their next round is going to be to try to unshake. So their uh, vigor is d10. Because they are a swarm. And they make it. But they are still going to take a d6 of damage Mm -hmm. at the end of this round. And now they are going to try to look for you. They have a d6. So I'm going to roll d6 three times. No dice. Well, they got a five, but you have... Seven. Uh, yeah, you have seven. Nope. And one botches. So I'm going to say this one botches. I'm going to turn it away to show that it started trailing the wrong sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a d6 for damage for this rat is three. It does not... Uh, break its toughness and has three more rounds of damage. Now, if you attack that rat, it will be in conjunction with the fire damage. Gotcha. All right. 
So none of them see you. Uh, and oh, we need to draw cards. Mm, yeah. Sorry, listeners. I uh, with one other player, it didn't seem necessary, but I do love the drawing cards part because you could be drawing. All right, Dan. And six cards. King of Clubs. All right. Rats are going to look for you again. Oh, rat botched. So the rat closest to you turns around. Got a one. Rat that is on fire doesn't know where you are, but is looking. Yep. And this rat that botched is going to get a negative one on its roll because it botched last time. Got nothing. And so they are looking around for you. One of them is on fire. So I got a five, but if you attack that flaming rat, it's got two more rounds left, um, then you will add a five to that damage. Gotcha. All right. Uh, um, fortunately, there's another swarm of rats in between me and the fire rats, mm-hmm. but they happen to be facing in my favorite direction, which is away from me, <laughs> yep. uh, which means I can go ahead and uh, make use of my assassin um, uh, edge mm-hmm. and try and backstab him. Go for it. So... My backstab of swarmer rats. Uh, let's see, my fight against D6. So, that was my best roll of the game. But I, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say I probably hit the goddamn rats with a, uh, that was a 23. Yeah, their parry is their parry is 4. Um, so I, 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 I... So you would have hit them on a 3. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to... I mean, I know uh, math is hard during uh, yeah. these uh, Rebel Radio games, but I'm pretty sure, sure that's for the race. Yep, I'm gonna say it's a race. All right, well, that was my rapier uh, because I, I dumped, I dumped the orc sword. I wish I'd used the orc sword on that fucking roll. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, so uh, I hit with a race, which makes it uh, what is it, just gives an extra d6 damage, mm-hmm. I believe, um, and because of the assassin. Uh, I will also have a plus two to that damage. So, rolling d4 for strength, d6 plus damage for damage, and another d6 for uh, for the backstab. Nine damage. Their toughness is seven. Yay! So they are shaken. And uh, my attack done. I will once more slink off into the shadows. I have to see if uh, fire rat takes more fire damage. It does not. It's got one more round. Yep. And uh, so my movement uh, part for this round will be to again slink off behind here. All right. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to make you roll for stealth because technically you didn't do anything that would. Because the only person, uh, only thing that would be able to tell that you did anything is now stunned. Right. So all right. So next round. That's a queen of clubs. That is a ten of hearts. Excellent. Okay. And so now I get to go first. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of that final round of the uh, fire rats are on yep. fire. Yep. And uh, would this also still... I'm still technically stealth, so this yes. would uh, still this count for my Assassin's Edge. So let's go ahead and roll it. Uh, ooh, we got an exploded on the wild die. Nine minus one because fatigue, eight to hit. All right. Which yep. I believe... Uh, Their parry is four, so... So that hits. So... I and by the way, you are not attacking one giant rat. You are right, I'm attacking like, a swarm. I'm yeah. like, sw- you know, like uh, swiping through them, yeah. sending rat corpses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so my damage is d4 plus d6. That's not with a race this time. But I do get a plus two on damage. Uh, six, seven damage, right, seven which I believe is, is their toughness. Yeah. So, so it, has yeah. To, it has to exceed. It match 
right? Uh, match yeah, no, match doesn't hurt yeah, them. So okay, so yeah, so I I try and swipe through. Did you include there. the plus two for your? Yeah, that's including okay, the plus cool. two. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so my, my my blade slices through, but they're they're writhing in in fire and everything. Yep. So and much now, like, yeah. unfortunately, they see you. Oh yeah. All right, so they are going to go on a ten, and they are going to attack you. Uh, I'm going to roll for this other rat to see if it notices you. It does not. It is on fire. Oh wait, no, you were attacking the fire rat, or the... I was attacking the fire rat. I was like, I was I was here, like at oh, the edge, at the edge case... of the flames. In which case, this three would have brought you over its toughness because right. it was on fire. Ah, true, because it was getting an extra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I guess I did uh, stun it, I guess? Yeah. So we're going to say the three. Um, so yeah, it's stunned. Blurp. Okay. And in that case, uh, I still get to move because that was my mm-hmm. attack. So again, still effectively stealth. Go back behind this barrel All right. uh, towards where that uh, remaining unstunned rat bunch is, uh, is looking for me. Okay, rats have a toughness of d10. They're gonna roll to unstun. First rat, yes, unstuns. Second rat, unshaken. Oh, unshaken, yeah. They are pissed. Yep, fair. All right, next round. Okay, rats are going to look for you. They still do not know where you are. Mm-hmm. Now, roll notice. And uh, add, add two to this. That's a five minus one four plus two six. Okay, because this would be general knowledge that you would access from uh, from being in this world. That dwarven barrel is not impenetrable. It is simply very difficult to explode. Offering something else that would let it shoot gouts of flame could both ignite another barrel or ignite itself entirely, blow up. Got it. All right, and the rats are gonna look for you. Three, so it's got a nine. Closest one sees you. Great. And uh, ooh, mine what? was a seven. Yours was a seven. Okay, does not see you. Third rat got a four. Does not see you, but the one, the swarm closest to you, does. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And great. now it is going to attack. I was not using all of the swarm rules, listeners. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Because uh, they play, technically, just... they technically have a plus two to parry because there are so many yeah. rats. But uh, fuck that. Let's let's move along. Yeah, for for ease of play, we're treating them as giant rats. All right, cool. So yeah, they are going to attack you uh, with a strike of strike of d six. Go for it. My parry is six currently because of the rapier. Five. Does not beat my parry of six. All right, you swipe away the rats as they lunge at you. Wonderful. All right, now it's your turn. I'm going to uh, try and uh, yeah slice through the through the horde of rats. All right. Oh no, that is a complete miss. Okay. Swing and a miss. Um, yeah, gonna kind of stay on my ground, unfortunately. There's yeah, not, if you not move not away, they get an attack yeah. of opportunity. Yep. Here you are for your next draw. It's a ten of uh, spades. And it's a five of diamonds. Great. So yeah, it's going ah. Yep. Try and take another wild swing at the uh, rats. Actually, can I do that? That's a thing I can do, like a wild attack or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah, plus what? two, plus two. Yeah. And it leaves your parry at a minus two. Yeah, I'll leave my parry at three. So it does open me up. But plus two to hit and plus two damage uh, is a solid uh, a solid trade-off. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm, I'm also slightly yeah. panicking. And remember, you can get bennies from doing cool things. Yeah. Anything adventurous or uh, or or within character or amazing. Yes, yes. 
Um, hmm. Also, you have three bennies. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to uh, raise my blade as if I'm going to uh, uh, attack the rats as I kind of mm-hmm. you know, dance back, uh, taking uh, nimble little steps. And then uh, stab the rapier into that uh, barrel next to me, hopefully creating a, a leak. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to roll for it. You create a leak. Uh, and the idea being that it's a leak that's falling mm-hmm. onto the rats so that then I can spark and light. Would you like to do two uh, actions in order to do that? Uh, yes, yes. It would I be would. a minus uh, two mm-hmm. for the second roll. But yeah, you could do that. All right. So what would be my roll? That would be an that? attack roll. Be a standard attack uh, roll. Yeah, right. difficulty four to ignite the flame or gotcha. ignite the liquor. Uh, let's make that happen. Uh, no, I'm gonna spend a Benny to re-roll that. Okay. Uh, oh, five. Uh, you said difficulty four? Yeah, yep. I make it. All right, cool. All right, and with a uh, stab into the barrel, you draw the blade out, and with the momentum of drawing the blade out, you sweep in a large arc, doing a complete 360 motion, bringing the blade up upon the completion of the spin, sending sparks into the liquor, igniting it, which ignites the rat. Yeah. <laughs> And now you get to roll 3d6 because it is in direct stream of the fire. That's the idea. Uh, 15 damage. The rat explodes, or the rats, plural, all drenched in this this unknown liquor that smells distinctly similar to the one that you drank upstairs, uh, ignite and start skittering off, but all die in front of you. Delightful. One less rat. All right. Rats are now, I'm going to say they see you. Oh, yeah. And they're going to approach hesitantly. You're you're around. Great. Um, hmm. What is the usefulness of taunt? I believe I can I can shake people with yeah, it. If yeah, I... you, can, you can basically taunt uh, enemies, including uh, these rats. Yeah. And then you roll your smarts against their smarts. And... And uh, you see if I believe it's smarts versus smarts, uh, and you uh, if you win, then they became shaken with a raise. Uh, no, just they become shaken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and taunt these rats into uh, into a frenzy, basically, uh, and so make them less effective as I. Uh, Wave my sword, which is still uh, wet with uh, with uh, you know some of this liquor. Uh, wave it over the flame so that it you know it kind of sparks and and and, and uh, flames lick along the blade itself. As I step forward, foot crunching onto one of the uh, the crisped uh, rat corpses, and, and just like go ah, making myself both a, both a bigger target and also a. Uh, uh, so it's your taunt skill that's awesome. Yep. Your taunt skill versus their smarts. If you win. Uh, if you win, you get a plus two to your next action, and if you win with a raise, they are they are shaken, and you get a plus two to your next action. Excellent. So that's what I'm going to try and do. And my taunt skill is a d6. Oh, and that explodes. So that's a grand total of eight minus one seven on they my have, taunt. They have a d4. So uh, that is a three. So so um, that's a raise. I that's believe, a raise. Yeah. yeah. So they are. Which one are you taunting um, right now? I'm gonna say. 
Hmm, they're both, they're both, uh, yeah, well, not, not injured. They, they just both got uh, shaken. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, these that are kind of coming around the corner here. Uh, yeah, around the barrel there. So those are shaken. All right. They are, they are, uh, as they see the, the, the flaming blade and the loud sounds and the corpses of their rat buddies, uh, rats are not smart, but smart enough to go like, okay, maybe I shouldn't just make it go directly yep. in the in the direction of uh, stuff. And so they're kind of swarm, swarming around, uh, confused and, 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 and useless. The second rats, not that smart, are going to attack you. The d6, that is a five. And my parry is uh, still six because okay. of my uh, rapier. All right, so cool. they do not hit. I managed to deflect and, and mm-hmm. shove them off and kick a few in the face. They're ratty right. little faces. Possibly... Maybe the next round. Oh, no. So two of diamonds. That is a four of clubs. Rats are going to try to unshake. And they unshake. Yeah. Oh, but this one moved in range of the flames. They did. So we're going to see five or above if they get caught in the flames. They they do. do. And they are on fire. Four 2d6. And that is six. So they are on fire. Flamey. Yep. All right. Like we're not setting the actual minis on fire to, to demonstrate this. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, their action is going to be to attack you. Yep. One is a four. Nope. The other is a two. Nope. Neither one is able to get past my parry. Yeah. Even though they are ganging up on you, they still do not get past your parry. All right. Yep. Uh, all right. Great. I'm going to... I do not have any acrobatics or anything like that. No, I do not. Uh, so, uh, but I do have a plus two to my next action. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and and try and eliminate the bunch that are still on fire. Okay, roll take, it. Take advantage of that. So I'm going to attack. Ooh, and that explodes. So that is an eleven minus one ten. Yes, so you definitely get a raise. So a hit with a raise. So I do uh, use your d4. So d4 plus d6 plus d6 damage. And that explodes. So. I do eight damage. All right, roll two d6 for their fire because yep. they are on exceptional fire. Ooh, that explodes. So 10, uh, 11 plus eight, so a total of 19. And you dispatch the second flaming rat. Beautiful. Sc- uh, rats, plural, screaming, dying amongst the scorched uh, bodies of their brethren. Wonderful. And there is one rat left, and he attacks. Three. So the swarm misses her. you. The swarm is very hesitant now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, just kind of go ahead and try and, uh, and take him out. And, uh, cool. Yeah. So let's see. Standard attack. No bonuses. Minus one from fatigue. Uh, nope. That is a swing and a miss. All right. You get better luck when you actually draw. Yep. Nine of clubs. Ace uh, maybe of... I don't. Ace of hearts. All right. They're going to do a wild attack. Fair. At a plus two. So that is a six. Which it just meets my parry. That means that you you deflect them. Yes. Alright, uh, so yeah, again, this is the, now they're getting closer. It's like, oh, they're, they're getting desperate. Yep. Uh, so, you know what? Two they have a play. negative two to their parry now, because yes. they did a wild attack. Which it means it's the perfect time for me to do a wild attack of my own. Uh, Alright. I'll show, I'll show these rats how to, <laughs> how to panic and lash out. <laughs> I've been panicky and lashing out since I was born. Never, never corner a hacker into a... Uh, never put a <laughs> hacker in a corner. Yeah. All right, so that is a uh, five, I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, no extra bonuses. So just right, six, seven. Yep. So, yeah, their parry yeah. is four, so yeah. you hit them. I hit them. Excellent. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, uh, yeah, not a race, but I do regular damage. So mm-hmm. D four plus D six. Uh, well, not a great roll on damage. Only three. So. Okay. Yeah. So you hit them, but no. No, nowhere near enough to be the toughness. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of just uh, dancing around each other. All right. You still have a lot of fire to your yep. left. Yep. Nine of diamonds. Jack, Jack of diamonds. Doesn't really matter. We're just kind of like dragging this out now. One. Okay, they botch. They so they are going to have a negative two on their parry as they swarm over you, but some of them hit the uh, flaming barrel, which is iron hot right now, and they yep. retreat. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to take the opportunity and do another wild attack. Okay. Uh, take that bonus. Uh, oof. Nope. I roll. So well, I mean, that's a plus two, right? With yeah. the wild attack, but a minus one. Uh, so yeah, that was still a three. Want to spend a Benny? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I want to finish these guys off. Uh, oh, there we go. One of these exploded. So, so that's a 9 plus 2, 11 minus 1, 10 to hit. So it's a hit with a raise. Yep. And do all the damage, please. Uh, oh, my God. Triple ones on the damage. Wow. Wow. That is kind of amazing. I'm going to go ahead and say that that last one is actually on a cusp. You can reroll that one. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> I got a two. All, All right. right. So yeah, no, that was that was um, four points of damage, not, not well plus only. two because you did a wild attack. Right. So six total, All which right. I so, don't. And their toughness is uh, seven. Uh, nope, not good enough. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna do this. I got a plan for next round. If, if you know, we'll see. All right, Queen of Spades. <laughs> Ace of Spades. God damn it. All right. They're going to do a wild attack. Yes, they are. That's no, a five. five. Not Still not good enough to beat my parry. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to uh, try something. I'm going to see if I can uh, knock. So there's, you know, there's still like f- fire around. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and uh, kick that barrel, basically knock it into the rats since, uh, and see if uh, A, I can you know, scatter them with a possibly shattering barrel of uh, booze and be if I'm lucky maybe it'll drench them and they'll catch on fire it's, All right. it's the plan I'm going to say that kicking the barrel would be a strength roll mm-hmm. but grabbing the barrel and trying to pivot it towards them would be an agility roll yeah let's do that instead then okay uh, alright so this is my d8 agility uh, yep. So that five minus one four. You did it. Yep. All right. So you swing the barrel around and they light on fire. Delightful. Two d six damage for them. There we go. Eight. Actually, uh, wait. That six explodes. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so eleven. Damn. Thirteen. And technically, this is your uh, attack. Their parry After is their thing. lower. Yeah. So. They burn up into a crisp Delightful. as you swing the barrel around like a flamethrower. Great. And they die screaming and flaming. Great. And now I proceed to stagger my tired way, my drunken way rather, uh, through the uh, the fire and the flames, stop a moment to grab the orc sword. Mm-hmm. You notice that um, as you are stumbling mm-hmm. towards the barrel... The fire of the barrel that you just pivoted catches on some of the liquor that is scattered amongst yep. the floor during the melee, yep. and a trail of it 
starts flaming right towards the barrel that is already flaming in the original instance of this of this combat. Great. I need you to roll agility to dodge oh, an explosion. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's a seven. Yeah, so seven minus one, six. All right, so you dive behind this uh, crate directly to your right as there is a enormous explosion and because you're in a, a condensed environment everything around you becomes hot yep. and the air gets sucked into the barrel uh, and, uh, and it explodes and there is a massive concussion and your ears ring but then after a few moments everything dies down and you stand up you realize that you're alive the rats are quite dead and that sticking into the crate that uh, was uh, that was your only salvation is a shard of the orc sword that you were given, ah. and it has been uh, it has been shattered by the the force of the explosion, and it is now the size of a short sword, Wonderful. but it still carries with it the jagged edges of orc construction, and the smallest line above it reads the word fang excellent this i like Mm -hmm. so i grab that yank it free and then stagger drunkenly probably bits of rat uh uh, still sizzling Mm -hmm. uh on the outside of my clothes and go up the stairs kick the door open and go and kind of just like Clang the, the 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 broken orc sword onto the floor. You're out of worm rot. <laughs> Have another penny back. That's fucking brilliant. Oh god damn it. All right, and the uh, the the matron of the establishment raises an approving eyebrow, nods her head. Thank you, and then looks at the smoke billowing from the trapdoor. Huh. I don't know about that stuff anyways. And the orc saunters over to you, towering over you, a giant shadow enveloping you, and leans down, his, uh, his, his animalistic eyes looking into yours, and he taps the edge of the broken, broken sword with his finger and says, Ain't no good use for an orc this size. Nope. Why don't you keep it? I was planning to do exactly that. Thank your mom for me. Yeah, there's a wonderful woman she is. <laughs> I like you. Respect <laughs> to the mothers. And, uh, yeah. You, you now have a plus one sword Sweet. with vicious. Uh, yeah, short sword is a D strength D6, but with a plus one and vicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, th- what would. Vicious wouldn't really matter with the D6. It just duplicates the, the same die of damage. No, 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 because with a raise instead of a D6, so you have a D10. D10. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, so you can really rock someone's world. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, yeah, it, that includes your backstab. Yeah. Yeah, so so All you'd right. be rolling a uh, D6 plus one plus a D10 if you really Which, nailed yeah, the roll. Would not be a bad deal. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so, uh, so, yeah, the orc likes you um the bar matron is approving and the shield mains and the paladin all scoot aside and give you a seat at the bar excellent yep so i sit back down and go all right now about that uh dragon belly uh ale 
And one of the and the head shield maiden looks at her drink and just slides hers towards you. I tip my uh, my hood in her general direction and uh, take a healthy swig. She uh, says something in a foreign language uh, to her friends, and they all laugh. But then you see text on the lower field of your vision saying, keep that up, and we might have to drag him to Valhalla. I, yeah. Yeah. I kind of debate whether to, to respond or not. And he kind of looks back out and goes like, drag me. I'll go willing if you keep these coming. And they all look at you. As you just spoke, perfect uh, Nordic, uh, right. you know, uh, accommodation language uh, to them, and they just kind of look at each other, go back to their drinks, and shake their heads. Uh, and the voice chirps in your ear of uh, Daedalus of Dade says, "Oh, holy shit! You got a package. You got a data package. Nice work. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kind of like uh, take a quick look at my inventory. Yeah. Nice. The sword. Yeah. Yeah." <laughs> yeah, so data is going yeah, to accumulate just... in this world as items and as actions that you can possess. And so some are going to uh, be things you can keep in your inventory. Others are going to be things that you can keep on uh, in your person, in your mm-hmm. in your avatar. Um, but yeah, d- nice work. Yeah, that was fun. All right. So now that I've gotten, I guess, a little bit of trust around here... Um, Gotta figure out where that package is that we're looking for. Yeah. It, yeah. it should be something really valuable. Definitely. Uh, all right, man. Well, you enjoy. I gotta do some other stuff, so I'm gonna sign off for a little while, okay? Great, yeah, no, just leave me uh, all alone here. I got this. BRB, it's, AFK. Yeah. Boo! Great. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> Daedalus has left the game. Yeah. <laughs> Daedalus has deleted this account. <laughs> all right. Well. I kind of uh, uh, just nurse my drink now. I, I don't intend to get any more drunk than I already am, so yep. I'm kind of just, uh, just taking it very slowly, but uh, uh, trying to give off that uh, you know world-weary adventurer vibe. You drink the drink that the uh, shield main gave you? Yeah. Roll Vigor. Diff 4. Six explodes. So 11 total. Well, minus one. All right. My early fatigue, one. You ten. no longer have fatigue. Sweet. You still have the plus one toughness. Wonderful. And now you have plus one on bravery. And we might have to take a quick break to walk the dog. Let's do that, because he is, yeah. yeah. Poor he's, buddy. He's, 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 he's a walk. All right. Tex, if you're listening, we're taking care of your dog. You know, we love you too. Um, hey, buddy, next time you let us play at your uh, house, you know what? Next time you let us into your house, just leave some fucking terrain. Just leave it. I'll tie it into the game. But, like, I know you do this shit, like, in your sleep. Because we're using children's blocks. Hey, this is Angela from the Fandible Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, remember to go to Fandible.com. We have a long backlog of games, and at Fandible, we believe there is a game for every voice, so we know that you'll find something else enjoyable there. If you want even more of us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook as Fandible. And if you really want to support us, check us out on Patreon. We use the funds from there to buy new games, keep our equipment up to date, and go to cons. And you get great bonus material like early access to games or access to our private Discord where you can hang out with other Fandible fans. 
Either way, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next week.